Welcome to the Turning Pain into Power podcast. My name is Davina Faust, and I am a life transformation expert. My goal for this podcast is to bring you some positivity every single week and to inspire you to recognize that your struggles are just part of your story. I have completely changed my life, and I just want you to know that you can do the same thing. I'll also be bringing on some really incredible people who are just like you, who have learned to turn their own pain into power. Good morning, podcast. Well, good afternoon or good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. I hope it's good. (laughs) I also just want to give you a heads up. I am not in my traditional recording space right now, so there may be some fun background noise, Um, but bear with me. I am going to keep this pretty brief. It's just me this morning, but I have something on my heart, and I've been very vocal about something recently, and there's a deeper meaning behind why, and so I thought I would get into that today. So let's talk about my couch surfing come to Jesus moment. We're going to rewind about seven and a half years. I think I've told the story about my impulsive move to the city, but it's been a while since I've podcasted, so I'm not exactly sure when I told the story. Um, Just a, a really quick recap. I moved to the city in 2013 very irresponsibly. I had just grown so fed up with my hometown life in Pennsylvania and I wanted adventure in the great wide somewhere. (laughs) So I started applying for jobs in the city and I was blown away when a company called me in for an interview. I lied to them and told them I lived in Brooklyn and they gave me a job offer. And so I was like, well, shit, I guess I'm moving to New York City. So I moved to the city. I really came here with the bare minimum. I had one book bag and one suitcase. And I had planned to get more of my stuff up with me once I had my own place. For the time being, I was incredibly, incredibly blessed because I had attended a university that was very small and very tight-knit, but a lot of the people that I knew had moved to the city right after college. So I already knew people that had places that were kind enough to open their doors to me to let me stay for a few days at a time. So my first two and a half or three weeks... I would go to work and then I would either spend time apartment hunting or literally just waiting around for the next person to come home so that I could go to their place and and settle myself in. So I was a drifter and I had a lot of downtime and a lot of time to myself and I didn't really have a whole lot of money. I wanted to save it so that I could have enough for when my apartment did finally surface that I would have enough for first month's rent and a down payment if they needed it. So I I wasn't doing fun things when I was killing time. I was literally just sitting in a park or sitting on a bench or, you know, whatever. So there was a night that I was waiting for my friend to get off of work. I had finished working and I had gone and seen an apartment 
and I had nothing else to do. And she had another hour and a half before she got home. So I took the train up to 148th and Broadway, I believe. And I just sat there on a bench for an hour and a half. And I got to this part of mental darkness. I was so exhausted from this just like hauling everything I owned around with me all the time. I tried to hide my stuff at work so that nobody would ask me why I had a suitcase and a book bag with me. Um, I think one person asked and I made up a lie of like, oh, I'm, you know, going out to Long Island tonight to babysit for my cousin or some stupid lie. But I was just, I was feeling really drained by my experience and I was just sitting there and feeling frustrated that I didn't have my own four walls I didn't have a bed all I wanted was a place to safely store my things and to start creating a home for myself so I could feel like this is where I truly belonged and just really like seething and angry about it and just like what the hell like everyone else found their apartment so easily what is taking me so long yada yada and then I looked over to my left and I believe it is a Dunkin Donuts Baskin Robbins hybrid restaurant there's a trash can right outside and I saw a man who was not wearing nice clothing it looked like he hadn't bathed and he was picking through the trash to try to find scraps of food to eat I don't believe God has any sort of aggressive or angry energy to him but I absolutely felt a spiritual slap in the face in that moment I I I was just stunned and I was almost to the point of tears moved by seeing that and just thinking Davina you have so much you have people in your life that would never want to see you do that and how dare you be ungrateful for that So I made a promise to myself. I said, the minute that I feel like I am comfortable here, the minute that I have my own place and I'm settled and I'm making consistent money, I'm going to help him. I'm going to help people like him in any way that I can. I ended up finding an apartment getting settled and I mean it was an entire shit show my first two months living in the city I'm pretty sure I did an episode on that because it was like insane what happened to me but I'm still here seven and a half years later so it was completely worth it and I'll never regret my decision to come here but anyway I got myself settled and I didn't really know what to do I didn't know it was socially acceptable but I started just like carrying extra hand warmers and carrying extra granola bars and a bottle of water and like anytime I would see someone I would offer them a little money but then I would offer them these things to just be like hey I feel like you probably would really need this right now 
And I was just doing this on my own, like I said, and it was very randomly. It wasn't like I would set aside one day and go hand things out to people. Like I, it was just very off the cuff that I would do this. And then I actually found my church, which is the Blessed Sacrament of NYC. And one of the things that I loved about this church was that they had so many opportunities for community outreach and community service. So there was an environmental group, there was a women's group, there was an LGBT alliance group, and most relevant for me in this story was the Joy J Initiative, which is their home base for homeless outreach organization. And what they do is they put together care packages, these bags full of food and clothing. We have sweatshirts, hats, socks, um, water, toiletries like tooth, toothpaste and a toothbrush and deodorant. And I think most important of all is we hand out a pamphlet that tells them vital information such as where they can find a soup kitchen or where they can get a hot shower or where, God forbid, they can get legal representation if it's necessary. You just never know. So we put together these bags and what we do is we, as a collective, we split up and our teams will go to the different transit hubs in the city. So we'll do Port Authority, we'll do Grand Central, we'll do Penn Station. There's a group that goes to Harlem, there's a group that goes downtown, and we hand out these bags to anybody who accepts them. Sometimes people don't want to be approached, and we respect that, and we give them their space. But a lot of the time... People are very grateful for it and they will tell us like, God bless you. And they are very driven by faith and they, they are given that sense of purpose again. And for us, handing these bags is an act of service, but more so it's giving them five to 10 minutes of conversation, sitting down and looking this person in the eye and saying, how are you? How are you feeling? What can I do for you? How can I pray for you this week? Because if you come to New York City and you walk into the subway platform and you see a homeless man, 97% of people that walk past him will ignore him, will judge him, will just assume that He's there because he deserves to be there. And that's not what we do with Joy J. We see that person and we give them the gift of communication. If there's one thing that I've learned in my quarantine isolation is that human connection can literally change someone's day. And so that's what we provide with Joy J. We provide that feeling of recognition and that feeling of hope and just prayer, offering prayer to somebody who really needs it. As you can probably tell, I absolutely love participating in this. And I had started as just a regular volunteer, but I 
participated very wholeheartedly. I put so much energy and passion into this organization that when it was time for our annual fundraiser and I raised thousands of dollars, I caught the eye of the head organizer and you know, he was just kind of like, who is this girl? <laughs> what is she? What does she know? What is she doing? How can she help us? And so I was invited to be on the board of directors and I graciously accepted and I was very excited to be a part of it. And it's a volunteer role. The entire staff is volunteer. A hundred percent of our donations go back into the organization and go back into purchasing items for these people. So I got on here to share this story and to also share that we have an outreach coming up. I believe it's next week, and it's the first one that I've been participating since COVID-19 restrictions have been in place, and it's not the same setup that we normally do. We cannot safely approach people on the street right now. So what we're doing is we're putting together these care packages and then we've partnered with shelters who will hand them out to people based on their protocols and what they're doing with social distancing. So that's what we're doing. And I'm also spending the rest of February participating in a fundraiser for my birthday, which is now since passed, but I figured the entire month can be a, a fundraiser celebration for this incredibly deserving organization. So if you have been moved by this story, if you have appreciated this story, if you would like to help us in our mission you can donate to the fundraiser. It will go directly to the organization. The link is joyj.org forward slash Davina, D-A-V-I-N-A hyphen S hyphen birthday. I will, of course, drop that in the show notes below. And it is also in my Instagram bio. So if you just head over to at Davina Faust on Instagram, you'll see the donation link right there. And please let me know if you donate. I do not get an immediate alert that I have received a donation. So if you do so kindly offer something up, please let me know so that I can thank you properly because that's extremely important to me. Um, and I mean it when I say $1 can buy a bottle of water, $5 can buy a pair of socks, any little bit that you can give right now is so, so beneficial for us. And I'll leave you with this. We've all had an extremely difficult year. And it's been difficult for all of us in different ways. Some of us have gotten sick. Some of us have lost lives and loved ones. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us have been mostly blessed, but are painfully lonely. But I just want you to take a second and look around your space and think about your life. Think about where your next meal is coming from and think about that man. And at the very least, pray for that man. And pray for your blessings because even in your most difficult times, you are blessed. Thank you for listening. My goal for this podcast is to always spread some positive vibes. 
And to keep that good energy flowing, it would mean a lot to me if you could share this episode with your friends or leave a nice review on iTunes. Or you could always find me on Instagram at Davina Faust and take a screenshot of the episode. But remember, no matter what it looks like for you, your happiness is worth fighting for.